everybody, and welcome back to the Stu Simpson Show podcast. It's season two of the podcast, and this season we're looking at spirituality. So far, we've talked to priests, lightworkers, Quakers, pagans, and so much more. But today, we'd like to approach the subject of spirituality from a different sort of angle. Some people may have heard of the Camino del Santiago from literature or such films as the 2011 production The Way with Martin Sheen. If not, then let's delve in and find out more about The Way. So today we're talking to Dan Jarvis. Hello, Dan. How are you today? Not too bad. Thank you, Stu. And thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, well, <laughs> the universe kind of puts people on paths, um, pun intended, um, and for interesting reasons. And um, you found a path with The Way. What is The Way? The, the Way is... Uh, it's an old pilgrimage route uh, across Spain. It's also like you re- referenced a film with Martin Sheen. So two of them, very enjoyable. One comes with blisters. Another one lasts maybe two hours. So it's, it's up to you which one you decide to choose. Excellent, excellent. So tell us a little bit about yourself first before we kind of like really delve into what the Camino del Santiago is all about. Okay, yeah, myself, I am 44. I now reside in Milton Keynes. I, I lived in London for about 16, 17 years. I am a, a, a trained actor, for whatever that means uh, nowadays. Um, done lots of different types of acting, stage, screen, uh, commercials of late. I also had a job uh, until previously working for a film education charity, running workshops uh, with schools, uh, film based things like that. And at the moment, um, uh, I signed up to take part in a film. I'm not meant to say what it is. It just involves uh, a director who directed a film with Russell Crowe, and it was about mm. gladiators, and it might be called The Gladiator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dreaded NDA. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am doing that uh, with yourself. So yes. that's how we, we came to meet. Absolutely. And it's um, so far, it's been an interesting process the journey getting to this part and yeah so actually the the path to this part of our journey um has yeah. been long to get onto the path now we're onto the path it's going very slowly <laughs> it's yeah i mean for, for your listeners myself and Stu, we had to undergo and i say undergo mm. two weeks of boot camp training which was there was a lot of shouting a lot of marching a lot of sore arms and shoulders from holding muskets all day. Um, that may give you a, a flavour of of the film. I can't really say much more than that. But it's yeah, they, they've not really handed over the keys to this very easily. We've 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 had to work for um for our supper, as it were. We certainly have. Um, but getting back on track, right? Yes. The Camino del Santiago. It's a journey, and where does the journey take place? So. Possibly the most famous uh, of the routes, which was uh, used within the Martin Sheen's film, The Way, is the Camino Frances. And I mean, some could say, obviously, it, it, it could start in France, but it's it's spiritual starting. It's it's kind of unofficial, maybe even official. I, I, you know, please, if anyone is listening, please do message in or whatever and correct me. But it it starts for myself and for lots of other would-be pilgrims in a place called Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port. It's uh, a mountain town bordering uh, the Pyrenees in France. You walk over the Pyrenees, you cross the border, 
I was expecting fireworks, but it's literally a cattle grid and you are in Spain. So there was no fanfare. And you go down the Pyrenees and you go through Ronces Valles, uh, through Pamplona, through lots of uh, amazing towns until you get to the end, which is uh, Santiago de Compostela, which is, I actually watched a documentary the other day because I, I realized I've done this trip. Well, I've walked it all once and mm -hmm. I've done little sections before that, but I wasn't fully up on the history of the, the old pilgrimage route, but that Santiago de Compostela, is where it, the, the tomb of, I believe, St. James, and that's where his, I was gonna say artifacts, where his remains are supposedly buried. And that is why people uh, all converge on uh, Santiago in Spain. Oh, wow. So that's obviously, so that's a, it's a, it's a very Catholic pilgrimage. Do you have any religious um, bent to yourself? No, no, not, not not at all. And <clears throat> when I've spoken to people about the Camino, because as you you know are, are aware, which is why I'm here, I do like to talk about it, and I do like to try and encourage people to do it because it, it, it's such a it's such an amazing trip, and it gives gives you so much. But when I often talk about it with people, they say, "Oh, are you religious? I didn't realize you're religious." And I said, "Well, no, no, I'm not." But there is. There are religious people on there, and it is a, it's very important to, to certain people and their faith. But there is also a large section of people who do it for spirituality reasons, for fun, or for some people who just like a nice long walk. Hmm. So why did you decide to do it? I decided to do it. I was looking for a trip that was maybe a break from the norm. My holidays previous to that were, were maybe quite lad base they're all kind of go here go there drink here drink there go out and you need a new holiday i need a holiday or a new liver rather when hmm. you get back and i'd had some health issues i'd had lots of migraines and i was struggling with them a bit and i just thought i need a different type of holiday and i was looking for something that maybe involved walking or cycling and i think it was my mother actually said well you know maybe have a look at this and i looked at it and I just I didn't I didn't want to cycle it so it went to the back of my mind and then I got talking with the new starter at my my old job and we spoke about the Camino and we both said look I've always wanted to do it he said I said well I've been thinking about it but I don't want to cycle it and I don't really feel confident enough in my life and where I am at the moment to go on my own hmm. so we hatched a plan to get to know each other at work and we booked the trip together and yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Excellent. So you weren't doing it on your own, so you had some company along the way. Yeah, and I got to know my company as as we went. Uh, and yeah, like I say, it was a, it was about trying a different sort of trip, about mm -hmm. trying a trip that maybe could be more restorative and and more helpful for me to get back to full fitness, as it were. Mm. Because I've I've been attracted to to do it since I saw the the way since I've seen the film, mm. and um, but in my head I see it as doing it on my own for some reason. I've never thought about it. It's only just with you saying there going with somebody else, it's only ever in my mind been something that I kind of want to do on a solid as a solitary thing to kind of get um to get closer to a spiritual experience because it's quite a long distance, isn't it? Uh, I think yes, yeah, about five hundred miles. Mm. Um. There is, I mean, you can have a solitary Camino, 
some of the older routes, um, Camino del Norte, the Primitivo, these are other routes that do eventually end in Santiago. They are very solitary routes. You can still have a solitary experience on the Camino Frances, but what it also gives you is if you ever do it or you hear you talk to people who've done it, they talk about their Camino family and mm -hmm. that are, that comprises of the people that you meet and people that you maybe speak to once in a cafe at the start or you walk with for half a day, you know, straight into your Camino. You end up forming these bonds and before you know it, you're walking together you're going for dinner together, you're wild swimming together, going for drinks, and you all kind of walk the stages together and get to uh, the, the, the main square in Santiago together. So that creates your family. And the last Camino I did, I, I went with my, with my friend. He only did it for two weeks and he left. And I carried on with my Camino family and, and we walked all the way to Santiago. To, with one other guy, actually, we walked past Santiago and went to Finisterra, to the coast, where traditionally you're meant to burn your clothes, but I kind of quite like wearing clothes, so I kept mine on and uh, didn't burn any of my um, clothes. They're synthetic anyway, so it's probably best that I didn't uh, do a naked burning session. <laughs> Excellent. So how long did it, so you did the whole journey in one go, did you? I did in 2019, yes. Wow, how long and did that take? That took, I, we had a, a rest day in Burgos because it was one of our Camino family's birthdays and we were in no fit state to walk the next day. Uh, it probably took, I was away in total for about five weeks. I'd say the walk took about just under four. I had a couple of days in Santiago and then with myself and uh, a German pilgrim I met called Kai. We walked on to Finisterra, which, like I said, it's, it's known as the end of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, traditionally, that's what they used to perceive it as. And you walk to the lighthouse and it has the Camino, the final Camino marker, which says zero kilometers. Um, and that was that was another three day walk. So I'd probably say you could do it all in around about four weeks, cycling two weeks. Wow. Um, so did you ever get scared about getting lost on along the way? Well, because I've done bits of it probably for three or four years prior to doing it all, I, I've been lost. But the first time we did it, we had all our backpacks. You know that old saying, you know, all the gear, no idea. Well, that mm -hmm. was me and my friend, you know, telling people where, oh, this is what we do. This is where we go. I've got my uh, MacBook and we set off at a pace. And within five minutes, this farmer was shouting at us. We're like, God, this isn't, I thought the Camino was really friendly. And he's shouting and he's pointing. And I'm like, what's he on about? And, and we stop. And then some other guy in his car kind of winds his window down and says, you're, you're not on the Camino. You've, you're going the wrong way. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so our first foray, we walked off. That was within like 10 minutes. Um, you will, I generally, it, it's, it does get quite difficult sometimes coming out of the bigger cities. Because the way the Camino is marked, it's either the Camino shell or the yellow arrow. That, that's the famous Camino markings. And you do get a bit lost in the cities. But what I've since done, I'm, I quite often frequent the message boards and things. And someone recommended it. It's, it's an app called the Wisely Pilgrim Guide. And ah. You pop that on your phone and the map pops up. And traditional pilgrims would probably turn their nose up at that. But 
it, when I went in 2019 in the summer, I loved to walk at about five, six in the morning before the blazing sun was up. And that map helped me so many times when it was pitch black and you're walking by moonlight and you're and you can't see the yellow markers. So I'm going to stake my claim to uh, the Wisely Camino um, Frances app. Is it, what's it called again, the app? Wisely, is it, it's Wisely, W-I-S-E-L plus Camino Guides. And it's you can just put Wisely Guides in on Google. And he's got his whole website. He's an ex-pilgrim who takes photographs and uh, creates apps. It's, it's super useful. I like mm. to try and support him. That sounds very extremely useful because I mean I can on the way to film sets I get lost quite easily and I've got Google Maps you know <laughs> it's, and this is in London so yeah but that's a whole like ADHD thing apparently but anyway other than that aside um, so along the journey you've met some interesting people um, did you discover anything about yourself through meeting these other people? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I suppose I alluded to it earlier talking about rebuilding myself and my migraines I think my confidence was at an all-time low and to go there and to meet people from all over the world to share in the good times <clears throat> share in the tough times the first time I ever did it I, you know it was a real shock to my system and to I suppose face your fears really you know I, I had some anxiety and and when you're walking and you I suppose I had to face it really and I think what I did I for the first two or three years with the Camino I would just do a couple of weeks so I'd do a little section little section which is what I recommend to people who can't take the first four weeks and I found myself like every year I went back I just got a bit stronger I got a bit more confident and I just relished the time it was you know I was like, okay we're getting ready for the Camino again and you know just feeling myself growing and the confidence to all the way to 2019 where my friend was like well I, I can't do it all I'm going to go home and I was like well I feel strong enough now me three four years prior would never have been able to say mm. that I would have taken the first plane back but like, this is what I want to do and this is this is I don't know. I suppose I was able to look back and say, look, in two ways, look how far I've come, look how mm -hmm. far I've walked, look how far I've come in myself. And I do credit the Camino to, to being a big part of that. Wow. So was it at all a spiritual experience? Yeah. I have to, hand on heart, I have to admit something. You have obviously got me on a podcast about spirituality. And I sat down and I thought about it. And even when I got to the pilgrim's office in Santiago, they ask you, is it a religious? Is it a spiritual journey? And I ticked spiritual and I got my Compostela, which is a certificate. But getting kind of ready for this podcast, I started to think about it. And hand on heart, I was like, what does spirituality actually mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't. I've had to think about it and I thought about it when I was running this morning. I suppose my version of spirituality, which I don't know if it's right or wrong, would be on the Camino. It's a, it's a connection with your fellow man, with your fellow human being, with more of a more of an open mind um, to, to things and to more of a connection to nature. So 
I've rambled myself into a cul-de-sac. I, I can't actually remember your question, but um, I th have I? Yeah, I don't no, you didn't know that was absolutely, <laughs> was absolutely not. You didn't know you obviously hit hit the nail on the head because it's not about for me. Spirituality isn't necessarily about a belief in a god or gods. That's more of a religious based thing. Um, so spirituality can be anything from because this I've, so far in this podcast I've talked to pagans who who used to be Muslims and Quakers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So people who've got their own spiritual experience and how they connect with everything else, whether it's through the dogma of a religion or through some connection with nature or through meditation, etc. So. Mm. So the the Camino is is often talked about as a kind of like a walking meditation. Um, yes. So yeah, I think. Sorry, carry on. No, 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 carry on. What were you going to say? Say, I'm just saying when, uh, as my friend left, and I got more and more confident, and I <clears throat> started to enjoy walking on my own. Like I said, I would walk at like five, six in the morning, and there is very little light pollution on certain sections of the Camino, and it's. I just you find yourself getting into a rhythm and it, it was hearing you talk about meditative walking it was like that you get into your groove any problem that maybe you have in the real world pops in and it doesn't have the same power you are in a i've heard it called a flow state where you're mm -hmm. moving you're walking your life is is very simplistic on the camino it's where am i walking to have i got enough food are my feet okay let's just move and it's you're everything else just drops away and i think being in that place it's it's very hard to come away from it when you go back to the real world so so maybe through the course of my discussion with you i am discovering that maybe you know these are the reasons why i do it you know, why why i'm going back in may it's it, it does connect you to something that maybe is harder to, to key into in you know a busy everyday life so you're going back in May. So obviously, you've how many times have you done it now? I've done it all once, and that mm -hmm. was in 2019. Leading up to that, I did two weeks, little bits of sections for three or four years, um, and I've been off. My Camino addiction has been on the back shelf for it'll be two or three years mm. now. So is that with I'm Corona? And all that? Yeah, Corona got in the way. I was meant to do the Portuguese Camino. Um, that's only a two-week one in um, 2020, but you know what with Corona and, and what have you, I wasn't able to do that. So I've decided to go back to the Francaise just because it's, I don't know. I hope it gives me everything that it's given me before and more. And yes, and it's just it's something I've been thinking about all through lockdown. And finally, it looks like touch wood, I can um, go and do that. So on the practical side of things, where would you get food? Would you specifically plan your journey to get to a certain village or a town where you could eat, or is it just see what happens? Um, generally, the, the Camino Frances is pretty well, um, I'd say, stocked. <laughs> That's probably not the right description. There are generally, there, there are generally cafes, bars. Uh, you go through towns and supermarkets. If you have like a little guidebook, you will be made aware of certain sections. There's a section in the middle, which is known as the Mazitas, which is, it's almost like the Spanish desert. I absolutely love it there. It's just these remote towns in the middle of nowhere with very little um, shade, sunburnt, uh, old kind of wheat fields. It's, it's beautiful. 
and there'll be sections there where there are no shops for a while so you, you'll have a, a couple of hours of walking so in little bits like that you would take some water you would maybe get yourself a bocadillo which is a sandwich um, and have that wrapped up in your bag some energy bars but the main thing is really just have some water have some breakfast make sure you've got enough water with you if you're walking in the summer and on the front says you will be okay there there, there are cafes and um bakeries and, and bars galore excellent and um so tell me about the people you met on your journey. Have you kept friendships with people? Or is, it, is your family growing? Um, well, yes. Uh, growing. None of us have had children with each other, so it's not growing <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> no, no, not, I didn't mean Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Yes, yeah, so, so there's a WhatsApp group from the 2019 uh, crew. One of the American, uh, the American, an American guy that we met, uh, Texas Pete, that we used to call him. Um, he's coming over in the start of May and lots of other people are going to try and we'll all congregate in London and meet. Um, there's people from previous years. There's a, there was a, an Irish traveler and again, some Americans and we talk occasionally. Um, I think one thing you will find, I think if, if you do walk all the way with each other, you, you do form quite strong bonds and WhatsApp is the, the du jour for for keeping in touch and it started out as a massive group and you would keep in touch with everybody on it and some people have fallen away and we've got like a core group uh, from 2019 who are who share everything that's going on in their lives and you know are interested and when other people go on walking holidays or trips they share photos and videos and yeah it's it's the people you meet I would say they're not like the the, the normal per people that you would potentially meet, say, on the poolside if you went just to Spain on, you know, for a mm. beach holiday or by the pool. Lots of people have a reason for being there. It could be life's decisions. It could be life's decisions they have to make. They could be the end of relationships. They could be needing something more and, and looking for questions, or they might just be wanting to get away. But the one of the things that brings me back, you know, al alongside nature and simplifying of life is the fact that by and large, you meet the best of everyone. Mm. You meet people that within f a couple of minutes of walking or sat with them will talk openly about really quite pers personal things and not in a an oversharing way, in more of a way that they just feel comfortable with you and you find yourself listening to you know really quite personal things and you comment and you talk and you find yourself sharing there's a real openness and you then just wave goodbye and you maybe see them again you maybe don't and if you do you know you give this person you you spoke to for half an hour you see them two weeks later and you give them a big hug and it's like where in the world would that that happen it's just it's such a i don't know i think everyone should have a dose mm. of the Camino you should be prescribed it's like I say you meet the best of everyone and, and it brings out the best in you and helping people um and it's uh, the more I talk the more I just want to pop on my backpack and, and get back yeah. out there I was I was going to ask do I seem like a Camino guy to you but I think I've answered my own question because with what you've just said, it feels that it would be perfect because I really do like meeting people. And obviously I'm doing this podcast. I really like finding out about people's stories and about 
what they want to tell me about their their beliefs and about what motivates people. So, um, would you recommend that that I do the Camino? <laughs> I just had an idea. I'm obviously I'm not your producer, so please feel free to ignore it. But you know, why not? You know, do your you know your next season of podcasts on the Camino, talking to people, and I think you'd be I think you'd be great. I think you'd enjoy it. I mean, it does come with a slight warning that if you are staying in the communal places they're called albergues and they're essentially like hostels and they're the best place to meet people they're very cheap they're probably around about 10 to 12 euros a night you'd be bunk beds in a big room and you meet lots of people but guaranteed there will be a snore in there so if you you're a light sleeper i recommend some decent heavy duty earplugs or enough money in your bank for every two or three nights after every two or three nights get a private room and stock up on some sleep but to go back to your question i think from what i know of you you're very open very personable you're interested in people i think you'd be perfect for the camino all that you'd need to do is maybe do a bit of practice uh, with your walking is mm. the first the first day or the second day depending on whether you break it up you can go from saint jean pierre de port to orison and i've been i've always wanted to stay at orison because they do they have like a ritual at dinner. Everyone has to stand up and introduce themselves and you get to know mm. everyone. And lots of people who stayed there have said the people they met there, they've ended up walking together for a month. But that's only, I might be wrong. I think it's only about nine, maybe 10 kilometers. So I, I've only just getting into gear by then. So you've got to then, you've got another, I think St. John Peter Port to Roncesvalles is over the Pyrenees, about 27K. And that's yeah. one of the toughest days. So I think you're perfect for it. You just need to make sure your legs are perfect for it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> and, um, so, and you touched on the subject of money there. How much, how much would it normally set you back to go on? So if you, I was going to, if I decided to do the whole thing, how much would it on a budget be? People Ish. say to budget for around about 30 euros a day. I think some days that will be easy. Excuse me. <clears throat> Other days, maybe a bit harder if you're going near bigger towns. But the other night, I booked my first night's accommodation in Roncesvalles. There's a converted monastery. It's it's beautiful. It's so well maintained. They have Dutch um, volunteers running it. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And that's the main hub that where you stay when you've come over the Pyrenees. I booked one night's board and dinner which is a three-course meal with a bottle of wine. And that in total was 25 euros, which isn't bad with um, well, with inflation the way it is. And you can stay in Donativos, which are albergues, again, like hostels, where you give what you can afford. So, And like I say, the, the, the main municipal albergues, and municipals are generally run almost like by the local council, or by the local government. And they are around about 10 euros. COVID may have added another euro or two to it. I'd say 30 euros, maybe 30 euros a day over 30, 31 days. Mm. But again, if, if money is tight, I'd recommend just doing two weeks. You, you start in St. Jean and you finish in Burgos. And that's two week holiday and you would get a flavor of it. I would hate people to think that they have to have a large amount of money. They have to have a a kind boss who will allow them to disappear for a month that that was trouble that i used to have 
So if if you can't get that, then just do a week, just do two weeks, just just go because it, it, it is. Well, for me, it was it was a life changing trip. It's, it sounds life changing. It sounds I'm absolutely you've ignited something inside of me, which I think was already kind of there. But now I really want to do it. <laughs> you never know i could do an entire podcast a whole season along the camino so it's um i think it'd be brilliant yeah it's, it's extremely it's, it's a wonderful wonderful thing so thank you so much i think you've answered all my questions have you got any questions for me though um i don't know i mean i was gonna say when would you think of going what would your season be if you if you thought about it like in terms of weather wise oh it definitely wouldn't be the winter <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah, wouldn't be the more gear then yeah um well to be honest what co- keeps happening in my mind around when i probably would like to do it is a transitional moment in my life um so say say if i have a big loss perhaps say, um if my partner passes or dies at some point then would probably be a good time to kind of like re-evaluate where i'm at because my whole life would be changing um, that's not on the on the cards, by the way. <laughs> Touch wood and all the rest of it. But that's in my head. If something big would happen like that, I would probably think about that would be a good time to do that sort of journey. Um, for me, my one of the reasons why I'm doing this season of of, of my podcast is a rediscovery of a spirituality, um, which mm. I'd kind of lost for quite some time. And I think actually the Camino for me would be about re-diving into that. Um, so probably not when it's too hot, probably not when it's too cold. So, so somewhere in between autumn, springish. Okay, yeah, autumn, spring. I, I would say listening to you talk about, you know, the Camino, I, I do think the Camino can supply that, you know, God forbid, you know, something of that magnitude you know, happened to you in, in your life. I would say also that it can, it can just be a fun pursuit. It, it mm-hmm. can be something that is like a holiday times 10 in what it gives you that rather than spend two weeks in Torremolinos, not that you take me as the guy that maybe goes off, you know, down the strip in Torremolinos. I've never actually been to Torremolinos, that's why I've said it. But it's it's just, it, it doesn't have to be something that you wait for. And that would be my my message to you. I wouldn't wait for something as monumental as that. <clears throat> Maybe if something did like that happen, did happen like that to you, and you'd already been, you say, oh, "I know where to go. I know which bits mean something to me." Rather than going and not knowing anything, yeah. Why not go whilst you have your health? Why not go whilst you have some money in the bank? If you have money in the bank, I, I, I'm a believer in you know you, you you don't know what life has got in store for you so putting off until tomorrow when you know we don't know what's around the court that sounds really macabre what i'm trying to say is that i don't know i just i wouldn't i wouldn't put these things off that's why i've you know i wasn't sure about going in may you know my friend can't do it you know i I, i'm unsure money isn't as as i don't have as much money as i used to i have to be on a really tight budget I don't have a job after this, the job that you and mm-hmm. I are doing. It's, it's a really uncertain time, but I just thought, I can't not go. I, I, I need it. So f- from me to you in a very long-winded, round-the-houses way, I'd say go sooner rather than later. And that would be my message to your listeners. If mm-hmm. if you have this idea of going, there is 
a wealth of knowledge out there that people are only too happy to give it to you for free. There are videos on YouTube. There is a, uh, a forum called Casa Iva, C-A-S-A-I-V-A-R. And that's full of seasoned pilgrims, new pilgrims, all talking about it. There's so much out there for you to do, and so much out there to, to help you do it that I just, I don't know. And, I, and I, I'm on hand to, to help you as well and tell you all the, the things and, and let you know all the things I did wrong. So, you know, you don't have to do those things. Excellent. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. If people want to get in touch with you specifically and find out more about you and perhaps your journey, um, would you like them to do that? If not, then believe it there. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't want to cut them off. Probably the best thing is is saying hello on um, Instagram. I've got some of my my walks from the Camino. I've got some of my other walks where I, I walk the Great Glen Way and the West Highland Way. Um, my handle, I, I believe, is D747, the numbers. Um, I think it's private. Um, and just follow me and I'll follow you back and I'll happily answer messages about the Camino. And, um, yeah, just point you in the right direction if I can. You can be the little yellow arrow. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you ever so much. And you've, you've pointed me in the right direction, I think. So Brilliant. it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Namaste, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.